Welcome to the 168th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with El Casamano, author of the young adult thriller novel, Nearly Gone. Stay tuned for the interview. The Reading and Writing Podcast is sponsored by the book-loving nerds at Riffle. Riffle is an online book community that connects readers with authors and books that they'll love. Readers use Riffle to find the next book that they want to read, and authors use Riffle to make their books stand out and drive sales. Join the Riffle community today at rifflebooks.com. That's R-I-F-F-L-E-B-O-O-K-S.com, and look for the link in the show notes as well. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is El Casamano, author of the young adult thriller novel, Nearly Gone. El, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's good to be here. Great. Well, if someone listening hasn't heard about Nearly Gone yet, how would you describe your new novel? Um, Nearly Gone is a thriller, um, but at its heart, it really is a fantastic whodunit. It's a mystery um, and... Um, it's got a very fast pace, a very dynamic feel with a, a strong heroine and a, a, um, an attractive love interest and um, a, a lot of red herrings to keep things exciting. Great. Well, do, do you remember what sparked the initial idea for, for writing Nearly Gone? Yeah, Nearly Gone is about a math and whiz um, uh, or a math and science whiz. She's 17 years old. She's in high school. She's competing for a chemistry scholarship. And she realizes that she's the only student able to decipher complex clues that are being posted in the personal classifieds by a serial killer who's systematically getting rid of her classmates. And um, Nearly's character is really obsessed with the personal classifieds. And that first image was really the one that um, inspired her character, which then inspired the story. And I was working at the time, and uh, I was working in a very busy real estate office. And there was a receptionist uh, who worked at the front desk who was um, fascinated with the missed connections section of the personals. And she spent her lunch hour every day combing through those ads. <laughs> and at the time, yeah, and she laughed, she laughed just like we do. And at the time, I realized she was going through a very messy, painful divorce. And she was a single mother with two children. And it occurred to me one day that she seemed on the outside, while she seemed to make fun of these ads, I think inside she was just deeply lonely. And it struck me that maybe there was a part of her that was combing these ads with the hope that maybe one of those ads one day might be written for her. And that was the image that stuck with me. And um, that was the image that I had when I created Nearly's character. And then, of course, the the thriller element um, of the, the clues being left in the missed connections came from there as well. Gotcha. That, that's kind of a, a poignant memory. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so, so is Nearly Gone, was that the first novel that you had written? Yes. Nearly Gone is um, not only my debut novel, but it's also the first novel I'd ever written. And, and what, was your, what was your writing path before that? Had you written short stories or, or, or what prompted you to, um, to start writing fiction? Um, I had not had a writing path up until that point, actually. Um, for the 14 years prior to writing Early Gone, I had been in real estate. 
um, and um, sales management. And I was, uh, you know, um, very engrossed in my career and starting a family. And I don't think I had written a creative word since sometime in late high school or early college. And, um, and I remember being very passionate about it at the time, but life sort of got away from me as it does. And um, I think I hit a point where I realized almost, you know, tragically late in the game that I had veered off a path that I was passionate about. And um, it was actually my mom who said to me, she said, you should take some time off work and write a book. And at the time, I told her she was crazy that, you know, you can't, you can't put your life on hold to do something creative. I mean, that would be so, that would be, you know, a pipe dream. It would be so selfish of me. And, um, and she convinced me to do it. And Nearly Gone was the product of that experiment. And I had so much fun, just so much fun writing that story. And it occurred to me that maybe there was a chance to turn my life around and put it back on track. And, and that's what I committed to do. That's great. Well, was it a conscious decision on your part when you were writing Nearly Gone to, to write a young adult novel or or, or did, did you just start working on the novel and realize it was taking the shape of a young adult novel? That's a fantastic question. Um, you know, it's probably a little bit of both. When I first started writing the story, um, Nearly was an adult and I had seen this as being an adult story. And it just wasn't coming together. The voice wasn't coming together. The character wasn't coming together. And I kind of attributed all that to, to my frustration with starting something new and doing something I'd never done before. But as I was writing, I started doing a lot of research on writing toward publication. Um, you know, just trying to anticipate what might happen if I were to finish this book, where would I then go with it? And what I found is that the young adult community was the most generous, the most passionate, the most fun, um, and the most informative on, when I was doing this research online. And I think I fell in love with the young adult community of writers and agents and editors before I realized I was in love with young adult books myself. And that's when I really started reading and exploring, and, um, and it occurred to me that I could change this character and try again. And when I did, the voice came to me so suddenly and so clearly, and the story fell into place in a way that started to make sense to me. And it occurred to me that, um, that really what I should have been writing all along was young adult. And so um, I, don't really, I didn't really set out to write a young adult book, but that young adult community sort of found me. And when it did, it it really kind of sh it, it it created a light and kind of a dark space and uh, made it possible for me to see where I needed to go. Gotcha. And what when you when you did finish uh, Nearly Gone, what was the path to publication like for for getting the book published? Um, I finished the book, and the first thing I I really needed to do after that was discover whether or not the book was any good. Um, you know, my the first thing my husband asked me when I finished it, he said, "Well, are you planning to go back to work? Did you did you get this creative you know project out of your system?" And I said, "You know, I don't know. I I really I I need to know. I guess first I I need to know." what's the next step? And he said, well, are you any good at this? And he, it wasn't, um, you know, he, he was really curious. He was genuinely curious. And I said, you know, I don't know the answer to that. And so I took the book to a writing workshop in Big Sur, California, um, 
where agents and editors were going to be mentoring um, new writers through the process of query writing and um, revising opening pages. So I took my book to Big Sur and got some fantastic feedback. And a lot of the feedback I received was positive enough to convince me that this was a journey worth pursuing. It was something I needed to stick through. So when I came back, I, I, rev I revised the novel based on the feedback I received at the conference. And at that point, I started querying agents. I made a wish list of the ones that my, my pie in the sky agents, the ones that, you know, I would dream about um, becoming a client and, and writing a book with. And um, I sent out my first batch of queries and my dream agent for my first batch of queries requested my full manuscript and several days later agreed to sign Nearly Gone and, and me as a client. And, um, and that agent was Sarah Davis with the Greenhouse Literary Agency. That's great. How long did it take to sell the book? Um, well, before we put the book on submission, um, you know, I was still a very new writer and this process was still very fresh for me. And the fantastic thing about working with Sarah is that she's a very editorial agent and I really needed that. And the first thing she said to me, she said, you know, El, she said, you've got the makings of a great story here. She said, you have a strong hook, you've got great characters and a solid romance. She said, but the plot needs some work. So we spent a good 10 months revising that story back and forth together. And, you know, she would come at me with feedback and I'd take it away and I'd revise. And, and it was, um, it was a fantastic, supportive, um, you know, interactive process. And what I came away with the book I came away with a book I was really proud of. And so we spent 10 months revising and I knew we were ready to submit, um, you know, when she called me and she said, it's read, you know, it's ready. We can, we can do this. And I felt so confident in her. Um, we actually went on submission right before the holidays that year. And, um, I, we, I think we had managed to secure the preempt with penguin. Um, I, I believe it was six weeks later. Wow. That's great. So um, in, in researching this interview with you, I read an article about you and your college roommate. Can you share that story for the people who are listening? Yes, it's a fun story. And I think it's an inspiring story, too. Um, oh, gosh, it was a really long time ago. In, 19, in, in the early 1990s, I was in college in Southern Maryland, and I had a roommate uh, named Mary, and um, we were very, very close. And neither of us were, were writers. I believe she was studying anthropology. I was studying psychology. Um, and like, you know, like a lot of old college friends do, we graduated, we got married, we moved to other states, we had families, and we lost each other along the way. And um, several years ago, I guess it was probably four years ago, I was on a school field trip with my youngest son. And... I saw a woman who looked strangely familiar and we're looking at each other across the room of parents. And it occurs to me that this is Mary and her son and my son had been best friends in school for almost a year before we realized <laughs> that we were living just a few minutes apart in a different state than where we went to, to college. 
Um, and both of us were writing with goals of writing towards traditional publication. Um, so we reunited, and our, our sons like to take full credit for this um, <laughs> story. We reunited and we began writing together, not collaboratively, but just sharing space and supporting. Um, we go away on writing retreats and spend hours and hours slaving away at our books. Um, and that year, um, we both secured literary agents and we ended up, both of us, securing publishing contracts uh, with different imprints at Penguin Books. Um, and the, the really crazy thing is that we both write mystery thrillers. We just write for different audiences. She writes for adults and I write for young adults. But it was just such a great story to show that, um, you know, the, the world is a very small place and some things happen for a reason. And I feel like our paths were meant to cross again. And it's really, really, um, you know, almost sometimes, you know, truth can be stranger than fiction. And it's so strange how it all came together. And so, so wonderful. That, that's great. So are you working on another novel now? I am actually, um, I am in the process of revising the seek to nearly gone which is tentatively titled Nearly Lost, and it should be released sometime in 2015, although we don't yet have a date. And that will also be with Kathy Dawson at Penguin Books for Young Readers. Um, and that's going to be a really, really fun story. Um, we, we pick up where we left off in Nearly Gone, but there's going to be, um, instead of more classroom-based science, this one takes in the direct or veers more in the direction of forensic science. And so it's going to have um, a little bit more of a outside of the classroom hands-on feel to it. And I think it's going to be a real kick to read. Um, I'm also working on a standalone novel, a separate novel. That's a new project. It's um, a little too early to talk about just yet, but I think it would appeal to readers, um, you know, of the, the same audience. And I'm really excited about it. That's great. Well, what books or writers inspired you along the way and that you enjoy reading? You know, there's so many. And, and I've always been a passionate reader. Um, and, you know, now that I'm kind of immersed in the young adult world, so many of my favorite books and my favorite authors are, are actually peers um, and, and people and contemporaries. Um, the earliest author that I remember really, really inspiring me within this genre was S.E. Hinton and the, the, the novel, The Outsiders. Sure. Um, and there was I have that, vivid memories of reading that as a, as a, as a kid. Oh, I love this story. I love these characters. They've lived inside me for so, so many years. And I think, you know, looking back, um, there was a grittiness, a, a, um, you know, a realness to these characters that made them um, both exciting because they were so different than they lived in a world that was so different than the world that I lived in growing up, but also very relatable. And, you know, they were, they were characters that I fell in love with and characters I felt like I wanted to know. And, um, and that's kind of the, the, the idea that stuck with me as when, as I'm writing my own books is I want my characters to be exciting and, and introduce new worlds to my readers. But I, I also want them to share so many of these universal themes that teens share of, you know, first love and loss and redemption and, 
um, and hope and disappointment, all these things, I want them to be relatable. And I, and so that was a book that I think inspired me very early on. Um, more recently, gosh, I fall in love with so many. Um, but I would have to say that, you know, my favorite author to date is Andrew Smith, who is another um, author who writes about uh, young adults. And I get that same feeling from his characters. They're very real to me. They, after I finish a book, they live inside me for a long time. And I, I feel like they're, they're people that I've grown to love. And I think those are the kinds of storytellers that I tend to get passionate about. The ones who introduce me to, to characters who feel like real people. Sure. And what was his name again? I didn't catch that. His name is Andrew Smith. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so given your experience with uh, writing and then revising for 10 months with your agent nearly gone, do you have advice or would you have advice for someone who may be listening who is an aspiring writer and would like to you know, get their own novel published? Absolutely. I think, I think the thing that was most a part of my success, the aspect of, of the, the work I brought that, that really made all of the dominoes fall in place for me was the amount of research that I did about the process. I really immersed myself. There's so much information out there for aspiring writers. There are, um, you know, there are critique groups available where you can get fantastic, honest feedback from other people who are working toward the same goals. There are fantastic blogs online with unlimited amounts of information about writing effective query letters and researching and filtering through um, you know, lists of, of, of reputable agents, what questions to ask an agent um, if you are exploring the, the possibility of signing a contract with someone. Um, all of this information is out there and it's all readily available. And um, I think more than most, I probably put a lot of time into studying the publishing industry, into immersing myself in the community. I joined a lot of organizations where I could meet other aspiring writers within my, my, my genre and my um, style of writing. Um, I, I attended conferences, I attended workshops, and I, I made myself a part of the community that I wanted to be in. And I think that that was really important for me getting started. I learned a lot and I learned that it's a fantastic way to get other people to help lift you up into that community. It's really just to jump in and be part of it. Great. That's great, great advice. Do you, where can people find you online if they're listening to this and are interested in learning more about you and about Nearly Gone? Just about everywhere. Um, I have a fantastic and very easy to find web presence right under my name. Um, I have uh, two websites. Uh, one is lcosimano.com, and that's my uh, personal website and my blog. I also have nearlygonebooks.com, which is a website devoted to uh, fans of Nearly Gone with some really fun extras and, and um, reader guides for teachers and librarians and book clubs. Um, and as far as interacting with me online, um, I have a Facebook page under Al Cosimano. Um, I tweet also as Al Cosimano and I tumble with a fantastic, uh, group of debut authors, um, at hanging garden stories, um, on, on Tumblr. And we, uh, we basically tumble short stories inspired by gifts. 
and it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking to read some of my short work, that would be a great place to find it. Great. And I will uh, have links to all of that, uh, all of those uh, web presence uh, in the show notes when this goes up Fantastic. as well, that people can find you. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with El Casamano, author of the new young adult thriller novel, Nearly Gone. Nearly Gone is available now in bookstores or as an ebook. So go grab a copy. And El, thanks for doing this interview. Thanks so much, Jeff. It was a lot of fun. Great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.